Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. Kevin. And I'm John. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look back at some of our favorite action movies from the era of, kill me now, what are you waiting for? <laughs> Schwarzenegger, if you didn't get that, is the icon of the genre. And we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies, and we're breaking them all the way down. What's up, John? Kevin. <laughs> What's up with you? Oh, I'm, my God. There's not a lot up. I'm, I'm feeling great, you. dude. Oh, we're feeling so good. The beer is doing its job tonight. Yeah, that's right. Drowning mm. out the pain. Um, tasting pie. <laughs> Hello to all of our listeners, old listeners, new listeners. If you're out there, we love you more than our old listeners. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> that's I not true. A, I that's impossible. Back. That's impossible. Um... I'm going to axe all that. So, uh, hey, what's up, listeners, old and new? Hey, guys. Welcome to the party, pals. <laughs> um, we are glad you're joining us again. Yeah. We're going to talk some more about one of my favorite throwaway karate movies. Throwaway. From... It's such it's such high praise. <laughs> it's best of the best. Um, it's got everything I'm looking for. This, is, a... this is good um, night at the hotel viewing. You put it on... As you're falling asleep and you don't care that you fell asleep. That's exactly how I feel. And I've fallen asleep to this movie countless nights. It's comfort viewing. Yeah. Because I'm just like, it doesn't matter. It's it's completely disposable. Yeah. It's like, yep, it's here and it's gone in the ether just as quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll try to catch us up on what's going on Tell here. Tell us everything. Oh, my God. So <laughs> we've got Team USA is going to face Team Korea in a... Jiu-jitsu slash taekwondo slash judo karate kickboxing kickboxing tournament, I guess. Just brawling style. Anything you can think of. So there's a a group of American sort of misfits, a bunch of sort of scraggly dudes, and then one really fucking badass dude named Tommy, who's like going to be the star of the team. You're going to take on Team Korea in, uh, I guess, a few short weeks at this point. Team Korea has like been training in the snow under waterfalls. They're fucking locked in badasses. Right. There's a dude on the team named Dae Han who wears an eye patch. He Yar. killed Tommy's brother. What? Say what now? So Tommy, of and course, he has to fight Tommy. Of course, naturally. Um, yeah, it's all very bizarre. That's like literally the whole plot. Yeah, that's all. That's they're, it. They're, they've been training, training, training. And we learned that Tommy is haunted by his past because the guy he has to fight in the tournament is the guy that killed his brother. Yeah. And that's it. So without further ado, I guess we'll get into the it's exciting. It's a tale as old as time, John. <laughs> tale as old as time. <laughs> Karate tournament. So we brother, open. Dead brother. Yeah, I know. So we open at the Team USA dorm. Where Travis, <laughs> we see Travis answering the phone in the hallway. Is there only line to the outside world a payphone in the hallway? Yeah, man, it's 89. No, no one, free calls? Probably not. That's fucking lame. 
They anyway. didn't. Well, I, I believe that because Cuzo wouldn't want them talking on the That's phone. That's true. You're supposed to sever all your outside he probably, attachments. He probably told Jennings, like, where can we have not a phone plugged in except mm. for a pay phone? So Alex comes running by telling Travis, like, hey, man, we're going to be late. Um, but Travis, like, stops him saying the call is for him. And he's like, do you want it? And I was like, yeah. And so Travis like drops, the, like chucks the phone at him and walks away like a total bastard. Travis's attitude is not even improving slightly. Not at all. He he's been a, a raging racist up until this point. He we hasn't didn't learned that. a damn thing. Yeah. So um, Alex picks up the phone. It's his mom who apparently has some bad news. We cut to Alex running down a long corridor and he's now wearing his civvies. It's strange to me that he went back to change clothes before going to talk to coach. Yeah. Whatever. That's just odd to me. It is half-assed, like, my shirt's half-buttoned, it's halfway tucked in. Well, wasn't he wearing his dumb sweater again at this point? No, no, no. He had, like, this... Okay. He had a shirt... It was weirdly half... But he had a belt on. I'm like, this (laughs) costume... 1980s fashion costume designer was getting like conspicuous with the way he was dressed but i yeah several times in this movie i remember because he wears this outfit for like the next 72 hours several times in this movie eric roberts has a sexy like uh, off the shoulder off the shoulder look (laughs) (laughs) it's like what's happening and he is he's, he's in great shape and he looks good but it's like Okay, who's watching this movie? Movies for guys who like movies. Your grandma was probably digging it. She, no, he wasn't never, buff enough for her. I think he probably was. He was mm. in rad shape. Well, he was at least with but some But he wasn't good, roided up. With some, no, he was not roided up like uh, Van Damme and others. So anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, when he enters the gym, Kuzo immediately flies into a rage at the tardiness. Baseball! <laughs> the, cheek, <laughs> the cheek of it. Alex says... Kuzo, I need to talk. Coach, I need to talk with you. Kuzo, like, leads him out of the gym. Alex tells him, hey, my son Walter got hit by a car while riding his bike and is badly hurt. And if you didn't see that in the first (laughs) 10 minutes of the movie. He's so small, they didn't even see him. I don't know how he knows that, but maybe grandma must have told him. Yeah, I guess so. Or that maybe, yeah, the driver told grandma. I didn't, I never saw him. He's so damn small. So Kuzo says unsympathetically, I'm sorry to hear that. He's like, no, nah, I don't believe you at all. I'm sorry to hear that, Ray. You think he thinks he's lying or he's just like doesn't give a fuck? I just, I think it's like disingenuous. It's like, okay. I'm really, I think that Kuzo no, yeah, is a fucking psychopath. Kuzo is so focused. He's so psychotic about what he's doing, about his job, that I honestly think that if that in that moment, if he said, my son died, I need to go to the funeral, he'd have been like, bullshit. We all right? have our priorities. Right. So Alex says, I've got to go home to see Walter, but I'll be back as soon as I can. Kuzo denies, he belays that request, (laughs) telling him the deal was, I've got you for three months with no distractions, no exceptions. My kid might lose his leg. (laughs) We all have our priorities. What? Are you telling me if I leave, I can't come back? Yes, that yeah. fucking Kuzo is insane right now. Yeah, and and this is where this is where Eric Roberts loses me. Is like, it's like scene chewing over the top. This is it's like like what a trap. What the hell is wrong with you? What? Yeah, it's like so Kuzo clears up any ambiguity, saying that if Alex leaves training right now, he's not going to be allowed to return. Put yourself in my place. <laughs> I'm not in your place. We leave for Korea in three days. It's your choice. 
Alex says there is no cho- there is no choice. There is no choice. He's, he's dead weird, right, but he's right. Of yeah, course, yeah, no, he totally is. He, I did not care for Eric Roberts acting in this scene. <laughs> what about his delivery of the line? I'm out of here. I'm out. And this is this is where that sexy <laughs> off the shoulder thing was happening. I, I, I also was maybe I was into it. I don't, yeah, I was into it. It's fine. You can you can add that I'm out of here. That add it to the list of my favorite like I'm out of here. cliche movie lines that appear all the time, but no one has ever said that in yeah, real life. I'm out of here. That's along with I'll see you in hell. <laughs> no one's ever said that. And I like, you're going down for this. <laughs> no one's ever said that. I think maybe, but not in that context. They probably You're like, going down. I think it was for probably this. just a guy to his friend. He's like, man, you're probably going down for this. <laughs> like, I'll see you in hell. I guess I'll see you in hell. Like it's probably a lot nicer, the context. Anyway. But so, wait, what here's my thing. What's Kuzo's other option? Like what? Well, we will find out. somebody else who we'll, hasn't been training for the last what, three months. We will find out in mere moments. We'll address this. Let's how let's is that, table that discussion. But how would how would that be a better option? Well, let's table okay, that. Okay, let's okay, table okay. that for a few moments, and we're going to come back to that because <laughs> okay. I'm with you. I'm 100 <laughs> percent with you. The fact that it's only been these five guys and the trainers, and there haven't been like a group of alternates right there with them yes, training, yes. is completely okay. asinine and unbelievable. Okay, so you're right. Well, but there, there's better opportunities. For, for sane people like you and me, that's table stakes. It's not what anyone else, they're like, we can't afford a single other actor in this scene. We paid for these five buff trainers. <laughs> so anyway, we cut to Alex in the dorm throwing his clothes into a duffel bag. Tommy comes running in. How was Tommy allowed to leave the gym? Are they on a break? Uh, that's a fucking great question. So anyway, yeah, Tommy comes lunch in. break or piss break. Yeah, so Tommy, five. Tommy comes running in. It's like, what's going on? Alex says his kid was hurt and he's got to go. Tommy's like, hey, man, don't worry about training. We'll be here waiting for you when you get back, which is Tommy's the best. We love yeah, Tommy. Yeah, I love Tommy. He's a good friend. So Alex is like, that's probably not the way it's going to go down because Kuzo says I'm not going to be allowed back. Tommy's like, look, you just go. Get your shit right. Get your ass back here when you can, and we'll deal with Kuzo then. Alex mm-hmm. thanks Tommy. Tommy hands him his <laughs> big ass Team USA Letterman's jacket. Is Adidas like yeah? <laughs> and Alex like bolts out of there with. And so we cut to God forbid he went without that jacket. I know. Well, it's, <laughs> it's cold weird. in Portland, I guess. I guess. Not really Pacific northwest climate i don't know he so yeah taxi's pulling up at portland community hospital lots of palm trees on the skyline <laughs> there for portland how much did they spend on that sign i don't know <laughs> so anyway while alex is running through the hospital we hear a vo it's the doc telling alex that walter's leg should be fine after six weeks in a cast but the larger concern is that walter's in a coma yeah no shit so <laughs> while there while there appears to be no other complications they don't know how long he's going to be out. Right. So Alex and his mom are shown into the hospital room and Alex immediately loses it when he sees Walter lying there unconscious. I know like doctor, but coma means like a head injury, right? Usually right. like the kid's head looked in pretty good shape. Yeah. He, he wasn't bandaged up. There no. appeared to be no bleeding. I would have Maybe imagined it was, like it would have been unless it was an, uh, like a contusion on the brain for the contusion. kid, but like the kid should have had like his head shaved and a big sort of like scar or stitches. Right. You would have thought that there'd be a shunt or something like something yeah. had been done. But anyway, no, you just was unconscious just out. That's all we know. So 
Alex leans over his unconscious son, telling him that he's here and he's daddy's here now. Daddy's here now. And all of this too is like, it's so it's too much. And he's like, don't leave me. I need you. But I feel like that's like the residual pain from the loss of his wife. Definitely. 100% agree. So after about 30 seconds of montage, <laughs> which includes close-ups on ventilators and Alex and Grandma sitting vigil in Walter's room and lots of close-ups on hands being held, Walter just wakes up. God, thank thank you, Jesus. They compressed like 30 minutes of Rocky two. <laughs> Into about two minutes of screen time in this movie. We just don't Alex, have time for this coma to last that long. Alex is like still wearing the same shit. It's later that afternoon. I would have like at least had him whatever changed into like a, a hospital sweatshirt or something. Like just show some, show uh, me something, some proof that he's been there for longer than four hours. I, like, I don't know why it. The way they handled it, I don't know why they didn't just stick with the leg. Like he's in surgery, right? You know, like, we'll let you know how it goes. Are we going to save his leg or not? And then they wheel him out of surgery, and maybe he does lose like the we leg were, or something. Or, but it was or like, we saved his leg, and, you know, he's he's coming out of his sedation or Would whatever. that not have been enough? He still would have been a good father, but instead it was a coma that lasted 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> the world's shortest coma. <laughs> he got the next flight back to Los Angeles. Yeah, literally, he was like, oh, thank God, and left the room. Didn't even say hello. He's like, oh, thank God, Mom, you got this? And left. So, yeah, if you can believe it, it seems like everything's going to be all right. So, meanwhile, back at training camp, Don's measuring up uh, Travis's kicking power, which is 57 miles an hour, uh, 195 pounds of pressure. Do you remember what blood sport? Was it 80-something miles an hour was Frank Dukes's? Oh, like put up your dukes. You're right. It the was, fastest punch his, with a knockout or fastest whatever? kick too. There was like 80 something. Uh, I feel it like was, it was approaching a hundred. It was which approaching is insane. It's like so fast. You couldn't see it. I, mean, I think of Drago like punching in Rocky four. And I feel like he was yeah. like 2000 pounds or something of pressure. <laughs> Fuck. So yeah, Don says that Travis's results we're, are pretty good. We're finally seeing some of that modern technology that Wade was talking about like three months ago when she showed up. Well, it took it took the developers, like the like the set designers and production artists, this long to figure out how to work a computer that lights <laughs> up like that. That someone's Mister Spell, like just hooked up different. <laughs> so in the background, we see Alex enter the gym. He says he wants to talk to Cuzo, but Cuzo tells him. Not to bother, and then he's off the team. Nothing, Nothing to talk th- about. You made your choice. You made your, you made your choice. Alex. Cuso's out of his fucking mind. Yeah. Like, he's going to lose the rest of the team. He's like, I don't care if we win or lose. I'm going to make a point, damn it. So Alex says he had to go and ask Kuzo. He's like, do you want me to beg to be allowed back on the team? Kuzo just starts to walk away, and Alex goes, hey, Frank. Mm. Kuzo did not like this. Nobody and calls sl- me by my name. Yeah. He's like, he's like you, want, you want me to beg? Okay. I will beg. I need this. <laughs> this is the only thing I know I'm good at. Don't take this away from me. Please. He laid it all out there. It was thick like Vegemite. Just <laughs> on uh, Vegemite sandwich. It was, yeah, salty. I just, I didn't like it. Anyway, no, it bridged too far. It was too it, much. It was too much. And like weird wide opening like his jaw was coming un- just like over enunciation of things i got nowhere else to go <laughs> it was like that exact type shit. so 
Wade and the rest of the team are looking on in suspense. Cuzo tells Don, this is getting back. <laughs> Don, light up the alternate, whoever the fuck that is, and calls for Tommy to step up in, the, in for the how, kicking test. How so, is bringing in an alternate a better solution? So an alternate is going to die, like actually die in competition. Uh, yeah. Are we to assume that this person has been training anywhere near this group? There's no way they bring somebody in who hadn't been training with this group the whole time. If if Alex has been training for three months to fight Seijin Kwan, and you want to bring in somebody off the street, like... There's not a worse... There's not like a minor league USA team down the street no. at a worse dorm. And like... If they're, why are we talking today about lining up the alternate, not yesterday when he left? The alternate should have been in the room. We should have gotten to know the alternates. The alternate should have had names. Get Smith in here. Smith, yeah. <laughs> a character that was like introduced in passing, would have taken nothing to anyway. Even in, line as, up the alternate, Ray. Baseball. <laughs> <laughs> but as the movie progresses, <laughs> they're at the airport and there's still not an alternate there. Like, there was never an alternate. They, this is always a bluff. Yeah. Or, or maybe Virgil killed him in the bathroom with oh, his razor. Anyway, <laughs> Alex is Alex is absolutely shattered by Cuzo's irrational decision and walks out. Tommy reluctantly steps up and kicks the pad, which is now being held by Virgil. Where are the trainers? Yeah. Where are those buff mullets? Maybe this is part of the training. I don't know. It's fucking the result weird, of Tommy's kick is 53 miles an hour with 184 pounds of pressure. Kuzo loses his mind and lays into <laughs> Tommy for pulling punches. He tells him that holding back won't change a damn thing, which raises Wade's antenna. She's like, huh? He tells Tommy to do it again. Tommy begins to object because Obello's, I said, do it again. Have have we stopped to consider the fact that Kuzo might actually be a terrible coach? Sure. Like he's awful. Yeah. He, has he got he might have gotten these guys into better shape, but has he made them better fighters? Has he made any one of these guys a better fighter than they were when they got I there? I don't know why all of a sudden I want to watch Hoosiers. <laughs> What a great coach. He's been Gene like Hagman was. He, this dude's been nothing but abusive to these guys. I don't feel like he's teaching them any new techniques or anything. No. no. Uh so Tommy gets in a fighting stance and starts like He does a I thing feel like with he's his, like glowing. He does a thing with his feet. Yeah, and he you can he tell. Like, he's like did, he take his feet like sort of pivot out and you can tell that he's really like grounding himself. Yeah. And Virgil looks a little nervous. He also looks like super serious. Like he's like zoned in. Virgil looks scared as shit, so Kuzo screams, Do it! And Tommy <laughs> delivers a kick so strong it breaks the meter and sends Virgil flying backward into the floor where he hits his head on mm. the ground. That was like some Drago-level kicking yeah. power. Yeah. All but Tommy crowd around the knocked-out Virgil. Tommy looks distraught like crumples to the floor. He flashes back to a memory... So I mean, Tommy's like fully living in PTSD oh, land. Oh, for sure. He flashes back to a memory of his mother, like holding his brother's lifeless body. Then he looks at the motionless body of Virgil, freaks out, runs out of the gym. Wade calls out after him. Kuzo's like, let him go. Baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Virgil comes around finally. And Travis asks if he agrees. It's like on the floor. Cool. So now you're down to three fighters. And one of them's got a concussion. Conco yeah, a concussion. Cool. Fucking it's fine. crazy. So outside, it's Alex's turn to chase after Tommy. 
who I mean was I guess Alex was just like walking slowly back to the dorm when he saw yeah, Tommy like what's run out going of there. On? There's a lot that Alex is up to here in the next yeah, few scenes. Same. That, that I are feel weird. Same. Yeah, we see Tommy getting on a motorcycle this to is, leave. We've reached the Kawasaki product placement uh-huh. portion of the film because he's on a motorcycle and then and in, the background, one in the background there's Who's another is that? another beautiful brand new motorcycle. I, I would love I want to roll around and ride a motorcycle. So anyway, um Tommy has the wherewithal to ask how Alex's son is. What a stand-up guy in that moment yeah. to be like, how's your son? Alex says, he's going to be all right. Alex wants to know where Tommy's going. Tommy said, I'm quitting the team. Alex's like, bullshit, and asks why. Tommy says he can't fight Dehan. Mm. He revs the engine, but Alex takes the key out of the ignition and demands to know more. Dehan killed my brother in a tournament just like this one. I kind of was digging Philip Rees performance yeah, in this I did scene. Too. I he liked killed it. my brother in a tournament like just, just I can't like this fight one. him. Yeah. Why didn't yeah. you he's like, why didn't you ever tell me this? <laughs> it wasn't your problem. That's bullshit, man. Say something. <laughs> Eric Roberts <laughs> is doing that weird SH thing all say, through. Say what you will about him, but the dude's in touch with his feelings. He is, big time. He definitely, definitely is. So Tommy says the problem is that he actually wants to kill Dehan. Alex says, well, yeah, I guess kill him then. But Tommy's saying, like, I actually want to kill him. Like, for real. I'm not talking about figuratively. <laughs> I actually want to kill him, and I'm afraid. This is not good dialogue, by the way. This, no? this writing is sort of terrible. Yeah. Like, all this back and forth. Like, well, yeah, kill the son of a bitch. And, and then he's like, but I'm afraid. And... Like you can't. It's like no. What they don't. There. There's a misunderstanding. They're in a anyway. loop. They're stuck in a yeah. loop. Yeah. But Alex tells him, if you don't, if you don't deal with this right now, you never will. And then you'll shove it in sh- deep inside, like I did. And Alex reveals that when his wife died, he took all the pain and packed it inside, and that was wrong. And now he's telling Tommy he's wrong because his brother's gone. There's nothing you can do about it. And he's like, you need this fight bad. You need this fight for you, man. This is your chance. Don't blow it. That's all I've got to say. Except you're an asshole if you leave and, like, hands him back his keys. He was bringing that widower wisdom. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. But he raises good points, I think. Like, win or lose, this is Tommy's opportunity to literally face those ghosts. Yeah, totally. And just be done with that, right? absolutely. Um, And we should note, yeah, what a Tommy cranks the bike and speeds off like fucking Maverick out of that, top. Gun. Yeah, same thing. Um, but it's it's either dawn or dusk right now. This is where the timeline of the movie gets really weird to me. Right. I I'm gonna guess it's first thing in the morning. I would have thought the same thing that like they that were just Alex getting started. Alex took a red eye. Okay. Because, yeah, the timeline gets really funky here in the next few scenes. Like yeah. maybe they just slap the scenes together in any old order they felt like. The, well, that's absolutely true regardless <laughs> okay so, I'm gonna, we'll revisit it as we go because i'm curious yeah. so we're gonna take it what, what is it like two days three days until the flight until they were supposed to be on their way to korea right yeah yeah okay so At this le- is like the morning of day one yeah or something yeah, some exactly. type shit okay so later on don comes into kuzo's office where he finds wade snooping around in some files she says, she confronts him. She's like, I want to know what it is that's being kept for me, especially like about Tommy. Like, what do I not know about Tommy? Don's like, yeah, she's, I don't know she's what you're talking about. up on, on Tommy and Kuzo's back and forth. Yeah, there's some trauma. That there's and, some type shit going and on. And Don's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> she says there are pages missing, two pages missing from Tommy's file. But Don says, 
I can't talk about it and tells her she needs to get out of the office before they both get in trouble. She <laughs> says she ain't going anywhere until they get some answers. So Don reluctantly goes into the file cabinet, produces a videotape, which he gives to Wade. I and love she's that. Like, you did not get this from me. Multiple. You're like, you didn't get, hey, you didn't get this from me. She like walks out. He's like, fuck. I dig that dude. His name was Tom Everett, the actor who played Don. Yeah, he was great. He really was. Like, awesome performance the other day um i put on because i'm on this kick i put on dances with wolves uh-huh. and first fucking scene of the movie almost i was like hey oh. it's fucking don oh shit he was the guy that's like in the trenches with him before he with goes Kostler, right off the, when he's yeah. about to like try to get himself his killed. suicide run yeah, Fuck, yeah that's the soldier he was like watch out these guys are crack shooters oh damn yeah, yeah he was awesome Yes, that's a memorable performance too. Yeah, I thought the guy's just a fucking great actor. Man, wow, good. He just call, didn't have like the leading that. man looks, I guess. But he's a fucking he's a, he's a killer little guy, actor. A little yeah. guy, but great actor. So we cut to a brief soul searching montage, which is essentially just a lot of shots of Tommy moodily riding around California on his motorcycle. Fucking beautiful. Country, we needed. Man. We needed. Yeah, I agree, big time. But we needed something. We needed. Tommy looking off a cliff at the sea or Tommy looking at the ocean <laughs> off the back of a semi. Or, or seeing seeing Chong Lee's reflection in the bus <laughs> exactly. window. We needed something else, but we didn't get it. <laughs> Doing splits on the altar on the uh, yes. in Hong Kong. We needed something. Anyway, meanwhile, back at the train. The, complex- the song that was playing during that was so terrible. It sucked. It was like the lyrics were like those lyrics that are describing what you're seeing. You're all alone type shit, you know. <laughs> they honk killed your brother. You're riding a motorbike. The song was called Enemy by David Steele and Sue Leonard. You're your own worst enemy. Steele was in the band Fine Young Cannibals. She um, drives me crazy. Fucking fake ass, like, yeah, NXS type shit. I fucking love, I love the, their two hits were I bangers. I don't think he was, he was the bassist. I don't think he was the singer good in that thing. band, but yeah. Where have you gone? Good, 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 <laughs> Anyway. It's awesome though. That's, all right, that's very interesting. <laughs> the song sucked, yeah. but kudos to Finding Young Cannibals. They had she a couple of good hits. She drives me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, meanwhile, back at the trading camp, Wade confronts Cuzo and says, I've seen the videotape. She- now, see, now it's either Dawn or Dusk. I'm feeling like it's Dusk of yeah. the same day. Agreed. So it's the end of the day now. Yeah. She's Tommy, watched the Tommy, tape. Tommy's yeah. been riding around All for some All day long, hours. he's been yeah. cruising. Okay. Agreed. Yeah, she wants to know how Cuzo can consider putting Tommy in the ring with the guy that killed his brother. Cuzo says, frankly, Tommy's the only one on the team that can beat Dehan. Yeah. Which, okay. Cuzo, <laughs> uh, Wade's like, so it's only about winning then, is that it? Win at any cost, right, coach? Cuzo tells her to back off and then he doesn't have to listen to this. But she's like, oh, you definitely do have to listen to this. And that if you pull any more shit like this, I'm going to personally kick your ass from here to Korea. Good for her, man. Someone needs to stand up to this dude. Yeah. She asks Kuzo if he ever considered what might happen if he actually cared about the guys as much as he cares about winning. Kuzo says it's not about winning. This is where it's weird. That flies in the face of everything he said up until now. Yeah, unless it's, it's just like winning. a private, old, like private motive, but he just talks big game to psych the team up. But he says if the team does its best and loses, he'll still be proud of them 
But if they're not prepared to give their all, and if he doesn't give them his all, then that's his failure and his disgrace. I feel like there's says, some logic yeah, there, to that. Yeah, there, there is some logic. But again, like you're saying, it's inconsist- inconsistent with the Kuzo doctrine to this point. And then he says, that's exactly what happened to Tommy's brother. What does he mean? And mm. so it's time for a big reveal. Kuzo says, he was the coach of the team David was on when he died. And he's carried the burden of that death with him for 15 years. He says the team didn't know what they were getting into, but he did. They didn't take it seriously, and he didn't know enough at that point that he needed to drive them to a breaking point to where they actually hated him. That Tommy's brother died because I failed. He was not prepared, and I will never let that happen again, ever. Like, I feel like James Earl Jones had like flipped it into Oscar mode for this oh, scene. Man. The way he delivers those lines is like, yeah, it's um, like, yeah, a veteran, a veteran, do, like genius performer. I do feel like you can prepare the guys without like abusing them, though. There's Agreed. a middle ground, right? Yeah, but again, it's like, who knows how you react in a situation like that? Like what kind of mentor you become? You're shaped by your own experience. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, later on back in the gym, Virgil, Travis, and Sonny approach Cuzo and say they need to talk to him. Sonny can't quite find his now, words. See, what time of now? What is it? Now is it the next? I, I think day? it's the next morning. I like. I thought that, but Cuzo's sort of dressed the same. But also, it appears to be lighter does, out. That, it appears to be lighter outside now than it was in the previous scene. Yeah, I don't think it like. My grandpa wore the same clothes two or three days in a row, so it's fine. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't think Cuzo's worried about it. It's either later that night or first thing the next morning, I guess. Yeah, that's my vibe too. So Sonny can't quite find his words, but Travis pops right in and says, we hope you'll change your mind about Alex. Mm. He's like, since when did you give a rat's ass about anybody but you, Ray? I like that. Like, it's fucking whatever, Travis finding his voice, I guess. Yeah. But he also, is a leader, like, I think, in some ways. He And he's like, this is evidence of, at least it's evidence of something that Cuzo is trying to be, like, trying to impart to the team, that they're <laughs> caring about each other. As Ebert says, like, Travis underwent a change of heart off screen. <laughs> and, and that's also true. Yeah, so Travis <laughs> says, I cared, you know, since now. So Cuzo looks surprised, and, and they tell him, Coach, we need Alex, and we need Tommy to win. It was. I thought it was like a really good performance from Chris Penn. This this particular Look, scene. Chris Penn is a good actor. Yeah. And I and I hate that most of his career he was maybe fucked up a little bit and kind of got relegated to roles like that. But the guy had on screen presence. Mm-hmm. Maybe good actor is a stretch, but he had good presence and he had good instincts. Um. So Cuzo asks the guys if that's all. They say yes, and he tells them. <laughs> the plane leaves at 8 p.m. tomorrow. So and he goes what back do we think? It's either doing. night or more. I don't know what time it is. I'm gonna say that it. I think it's the tail Mid-day. end. I think, it's, I think like, it's the tail end of the day that Tommy left. Is what I think. It's either the tail end or early the next morning. Or the and, next and, day. and they're all like supposed to be like packed up and like ready to head out, and they've got a free day that day to like yeah. focus or whatever. So apparently, dismiss the guys. Walk away. Kuzo under his breath says, I'll be damned. It's like, in spite of all my terrible coaching, they've actually come together. as These guys have learned a lesson. So we cut to Alex has not left. He's squatting (laughs) in the door. That's why I feel like now it's definitely the next morning. Why hasn't he left? 
he right? was dismissed. Wouldn't he be on a rush to see his back to see his son? He would have been escorted off the premises, one would think. <laughs> he's just in there taking a shave. He's been in there for, he's like, well, flight. maybe he couldn't afford right. a flight. No, he got kicked off the team like yesterday morning. He's still there. That's what I'm saying. It's like, <laughs> it's like he, <laughs> maybe he couldn't afford a flight. Maybe he's waiting for the Greyhound. He bought a Greyhound <laughs> ticket for the next day. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I'm serious. Yeah, like, he, yeah, he yeah. couldn't afford it. And it's like, his mom was like, I can only afford to put you on a Greyhound tomorrow morning. And he so, might have just thought no one's going to know I'm here. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, because Tommy's still staying there, so the room's still open. Yeah. So that makes sense. That makes sense. No one's checking in on him. So anyway, Alex is shaving in the dorm when there's a knock on the door. <laughs> it's Coach Cuzo asking if he can come in. I'm surprised he even asked. What's going to happen? I don't know. There's a, an immediate cut to Kuzo entering the gym with Jennings fast in tow. Kuzo is shouting Jennings down, Mr. Jennings, if you're going to fire me, then damn it, fire me. What is happening? What? Je- I'm so confused. Jennings, I, watching this, I was like, what the fuck? That cut was instantaneous. There wasn't even an, a, a beat from him being in the room. Like, he didn't walk in the door, and then he was walking in the gym door. That but it's cut, like, what is this theater? That's I happening. I feel well, like we're supposed that, to. He like so. Jennings says, "Well, no one's trying to fire you yet." And then, like the team is all watching, confused as we are by whatever's happening. And Kuzo says, "As long as I'm coach, then I'm going to make the the decisions about the team as I see fit." Just then, a door swings <laughs> open, and in walks Alice. Alice, Alex, <laughs> decked out in his team gear and carrying his duffel bag. So my thought is like, that, and that includes keeping Alex on the team. So like, un, and this the shitty synth orchestra swells, <laughs> of, like like uh, uh, like heart wrenching music is terrible. But like, my feeling is that like Jennings had been like licking his chops trying to get Alex kicked off the team because he didn't think he could. So you think. That's what it got me is like, were we to believe that Jennings is mad that he's bringing Alex back? Correct. Even though there's no alternate to be seen anywhere. There are alternates. But we just never see them. Correct. Like, shouldn't they be on the premises? They're being kept in a tractor trailer <laughs> in a cryogenic sleep. <laughs> <laughs> They're iced down. They're ready to be thawed out. Yeah, exactly. Like Terminators. <laughs> oh, my so, God. So, yeah, that's the thing is like Jennings is disappointed that... That Cuzo is going to okay. go with Alex. So in my mind, it was like they're arguing about nothing, or they're arguing like this team's falling apart, and he's like, "Well, I'm. I don't know if they're arguing about maybe it would that make too. More, it would make more sense if he was mad that he had run Tommy off because Tommy's obviously the star, right? But like they have no chance. I feel like this scene was just meant. It was meant to be a misdirect. I I, I completely like agree. misleading us, the audience. Also. Everyone's sitting around with their luggage, so I guess it's like the afternoon and they're about to head down to the airport or whatever, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, they're getting ready to go that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So elsewhere, we cut to Tommy has been driving for 24 hours. <laughs> riding his bike <laughs> for 24 hours on his Straight. motorcycle. It's either dawn or dusk again. It I would have to I be. Think it's like, I think it's like early evening. Yeah. This is the time when you could roll up to the airport throw the keys to your vehicle to an attendant, run in and catch your flight. Well, what's interesting is, okay, like he, a truck. there's a sign that he drives past. It says 214 miles away from Los Angeles. Well, he believes in Jesus. Though, what so. has me thinking, like, first of all, I, I looked up, like, that's about how far away Fresno is. So I'm thinking, okay, he's worked his way back home or okay. whatever. But if it's almost dark and it's wintertime, 
that's what i don't know it's like maybe six o'clock ish and the sure. flight's at eight and he's got 200 miles to go in two hours like 100 miles an hour he's really good at karate he is <laughs> flying on that he motorcycle because of karate so <laughs> he pulls into a full service gas station which i love ding, a relic ding. of another time love yeah. that dude comes out to start filling up his bike while he's sitting there, Tommy sees two brothers with ice cream cones getting into a badass wood panel <laughs> station wagon. Both kids with sweaters tied around their waist, which I thought was an, a choice by the costume and, designer. And socks pulled all the way up. <laughs> uh, the smaller of the two brothers drops his ice cream cone on the asphalt mm. and gets the saddest look that any child has ever had. The ice cream motif has come full circle. That's right. The big brother, though, gives the little guy his ice cream cone. And this is all weirdly in slow-mo. Strong move from the big brother. Strong big brother move. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, I don't, like, I don't think can, any kid's ever given up their ice cream like, cone. Man, you can have a few licks, but I'm going to need it all back after. Also, there were two other random kids in the back. Who were the kids in the back? The other The brothers? ones who didn't. And I'm like, it, it would make more sense if this was morning, like early morning. But who's giving their kids ice cream? In the morning? In the more first thing, wake and, and I don't know. These are cone. spoiled white kids if they complain yeah. enough. So, cool gas station, though. Oh, um, dude, I love that. Tommy gives this whole scenario a lot of thought. <laughs> and a smile comes to his face. We cut to LAX, we guess. Uh-huh. Don's handing out plane tickets. Virgil, we see, returns from the bathroom having shaved his chin strap beard. Thank God. Where's the alternate? Say... He's not there ready to get on this flight. And maybe he's going to meet them in Korea. Uh. That's the only thing that I can think. He's going to meet them there. Yeah, maybe. It could be that he's flying out of New York or somewhere Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like... Yeah, okay. So, anyway, Virgil says, shaving this hair off will make me faster. Travis tentatively agrees. Why did we even have this moment for a half a laugh? I think maybe he probably had an audition and had to shave his beard and they had to explain it. Because I guess he doesn't have the beard in the tournament? Correct. Okay, whatever it is. Yeah, right. it's all good. So suddenly, up comes Tommy. Mm. He starts to explain himself to Cuzo, but Coach cuts him off saying, No apologies offered or accepted. Welcome back, Ray. <laughs> Tommy and the rest of the team are pumped. Tommy's like whooping and hollering. He greets the team one by one, starting with Virgil, who he wants to make sure is okay after he kicked the shit out of him earlier. Virgil's like, I'm fine. You kick hard. Yeah. <laughs> Alex Alex gives Tommy his Team USA jacket, mirroring the scene earlier. Yep. Tommy and now t- he's like, You now I, I owe you. No, I think you're even. Yeah, I think that's even now. No one owes anyone anything. Uh, He finishes his greetings with Travis and extends his hand for a handshake. When Travis goes to shake his hand, Tommy pulls the hand back and like punks him, but then they high five. Racial wounds are healed. To the swells of synthesized bullshit. (laughs) We cut to a shot of a big-ass United Airlines plane lifting up and then immediately B-roll of Seoul, Korea. Yes. Um, That flight was... Two Quit. seconds. Oh, um, <laughs> over at Jamsil Arena, fans are queuing up to enter. Ahmad Rashad is anchoring the TV coverage of the invitational event for yeah, English-speaking man. audiences, which Alicia I love. Alicia Rashad's hubby. Yeah. We see both teams preparing for competition. The Korean coach is pumping his team up with a pep talk, and 
Would have loved some subtitles for context, but I'm sure it was inspiring. The Korean coach was played by like a Taekwondo legend. Really? Yeah, Master He Il Choi. That's but badass. But is like in the Taekwondo and, world, he's like the man or was the man. I would love to go back and see if we can find some YouTube footage of him. Like whipping asses? Yeah, that would be badass. Yeah, dude. So, um, yeah, so then we see... We see Cuzo addressing his team. He tells them they've worked hard and grown as athletes and individuals. Uh, you've learned a lot, and that the teacher also learns from his students, something that he sort of, I guess, attributes to Wade. He then tells them they have a chance to be the best martial artists in the world, <laughs> or at least in either the U.S. or South Korea. Sure. And he tells them that if they give everything they've got, with all their heart, they'll be winners. You can be the best of the best. And while it is late in the movie, <laughs> yeah, that's your permission. We can all go home now. That's your permission. If you want to walk out, you can walk out and, right now. And ladies and gentlemen, that concludes the exciting fourth chapter. That brings us up right to the edge of the abyss, yeah. if you will. I'm stoked to see I, how it is. I literally, as of a few hours ago, had no idea how this was going to go down. Okay. That's so awesome. I'm excited to talk about it. That's so rad. Are you guys excited? I can't hear you. Ray. <laughs> Baseball. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> we hope you guys are excited. We're looking forward to talking with you about this next episode next time. And we'll be back. 